good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this episode 290. That is 290 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion. And I can't stop thinking about our pre-show banter, (laughs) (laughs) which you might all be thinking, what did you say? What did you say? I said something very controversial that I realized, like, now I want to stand by it on the record, (laughs) which is that squirrels are the MLM of the nature world. Now, if you don't know what MLM means, it means multi-level marketing. All right, and think about it. Squirrels, their their job is to disperse and plant acorns everywhere they possibly can to store up for the winter. It's a pyramid scheme, I'm telling you. Okay, but see, now the, <laughs> the difference though is that uh, this, this, this is why you don't see a lot of uh, a, a lot Pre-show of like, banter. Well, no, you don't, you don't see a lot of squirrels that are selling like essential oils or like uh, prepaid legal services because now they're not necessarily social animals. They don't have like organized social groups. So True. they don't have like nieces and nephews and co-workers that they can try to bring into the pyramid so that's it's, so if if they are like into mlm it is a more uh uh perhaps a more elevated version than again that cousin of yours who said oh how, how are you sleeping this week andy oh because i you know, i was i was i and all of this has been happening i've been having a terrible time sleeping you know the this is times like this that i'm glad that i had my peppermint oil nearby because I just put like a little dab, dab of that and I just sleep. You know, are, are you using essential oils? Do you know? Oh, I should tell you about like, oh, dear. oh no. Oh, they're just they're just like I'm going to it's see this, this is and this is why I think that the, the key difference between why I find squirrels acceptable and rats maybe less acceptable that they're not. See, oh, they're the, the squirrel. The, the squirrels method is, hey, at, I'm a prey animal and also I'm living outside like for a living and so i'm gonna have to like store things for the winter so i'm so if i if i find like acorns i'm gonna eat some but i'm gonna bury some as well rest the rats are just what's that gimme then like i no, of course of course i don't have like a food hoard i thought i would just break into your house and go into like come up through your toilet and then you know find something to eat like in your house so there's there's (sighs) and occasionally they misplace some of those and those acorns become mighty oaks from which to create the next the next generation of hardworking uh, squirrels. I gotta tell you, Andy, the only reason we're having this discussion is because I've just been inside the house looking out. <laughs> I realize that I, I can only talk about squirrels because I just look out my window most of the time when I'm like in my little room and I just see like the bird drama and the squirrel drama. So that really is all I have going for me, folks. But you know, I'm fine. And of course, this week we have the distraction of CES, which we will talk about. Um, although I, I don't know. Sorry if I'm getting into this too early. I know we're going to talk about it. But I, I do have to say, I don't know if CES has provided as much of a distraction as I would love this year, which is why I'm I'm so fixated on flora and fauna. <laughs> of my backyard yeah i'm looking to see the, the other <laughs> the other thing is for me so my my window is like it's like the cartoon like window where like there is a, there are a huge trees like right outside you have it, people so. at least to look at i just have my neighbor's dog <laughs> and and whatever goes on in their backyard so <laughs> yeah <sighs> it's it, it, anyway as well as, as, as if to underscore all of this so I, I don't i don't know why 
Google decided to do this, but I got like this thing in my in, in my inbox, my mailbox, uh, for my Google Maps 2020 like overview slash. I got that too. It came kind of late. <laughs> it was kind of like we've been in this 2021, or maybe it's felt like it because of how long the first week has felt. But yeah, nothing of interest in there. Yeah, it's like what 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 kind of insight? What are you? What is this map going to tell me that I don't already know? Like, I, I know that not everybody has been like in my situation, but it's like I clicked the link and saying, okay, there is a pointer for Boston, which a place where I was going to regularly uh, until like the first week in March. There is one pointer for mm-hmm. New York City where I went once, and then it's just like one big blob exactly in my neighborhood and with no lines extending out of it in any other direction what thank you i didn't i i i now have the data to prove that uh. (laughs) yeah i it it's got to be a little rough being a brand right now and trying (laughs) to just like get people excited about their lives and continuing to sort of patronize you um i really i used to love the google maps year in review because it would give me a chance you know but i maybe it's important that we have that because i as i've been using snapchat and i sort of use snapchat as like a personal video diary at this point because there's a lot of people have left when Instagram stories came through. But I like that I can go and watch like memories of what things were like a couple of years ago. It gives me personally a lot of perspective on how far I've come, which is a good, it's a good thing for me to keep me going personally. So I imagine that the, the you know, the decision behind still going through with that was it's just archived and your digital password to the internet because that's yeah. effectively what it is right i will always have that marked down as the year that i was at home a lot <laughs> well i'm just i'm i'm just glad that i haven't been taking lots and lots of pictures like inside the house because that would be a I, I would i would hate it if uh, it, it would be distressing i if, have but, of my tamagotchi okay, and well, i've got, t- well, I got t- <laughs> that's a loved one that's a family member that's a you, that's, you also have pictures of members your kids. It would yes, be, it's true. As, it'd be like because uh, two, three, four, five years from now, the algorithms for social media and for Google and Google Photos, whatever, are maybe aren't going to be like uh, informed about how different 2020 was. It's like, hey, here's what you were doing on, on January 3rd, 2021. It's like, okay, there's a picture that I took of the back of my head because I was giving myself another haircut and I didn't think that I'd gotten like the left side right. Thank you. I I had forgotten about having to learn how to give myself haircuts. Is that something that you can do with the like? Can you do they have stuff like like no no remembrances on September 11th? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like no no look backs on on this year because of whatever screenshot you might have saved to your photos or whatever photo you might have archived in there. Because I know I'm getting like a look back based on just the data that I have on photos that I original photos that I uploaded from like old hard drives and things like that. So it'll be like this, you know, this was you in high school, like this many years ago. And sometimes it's, sometimes I'm not really, I don't know. I I do think about that, especially uh, a lot of this is related to what we have going on um, 
in our in our notes today because <laughs> one of our our stories today toward the end here had me thinking about like what was being said in the boardroom or in the meeting room or whatever Zoom call when they were coming up with this <laughs> this you know feature for for the assistant um and like is that a job you can get like hire me yep. to to tell you I guess, what am I talking about? I report on this stuff. That is a job that you get. That's what an ethicist does, right? Yeah. But it's, it's there. Every, everything you see that comes out of Google is a job. It's uh, the, the, like the, the opera blobs experiment that there was someone that maybe True. they weren't hired with the, maybe they weren't hired with that. Like, we want you, we're going to put you straight on the opera blobs project. But in, in addition to the evil parts of any large techno based corporation that has a social media component, there's also the and including craft work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said techno. I had to make that joke really quick so it would like connect. I'm sorry, everyone. The so oh, the, so the, the but the actually the last thing before we before we go into uh, our break. I miss live techno. Yeah. Listen, everyone, this is the chat, okay? This, this is, is you got to let us do a little bit of this before we get into it cuz this is like how Andy and I warm up. So It's exactly. You don't you don't want to put the car into gear before the the, the oil te- oil Precisely. pressure is up, the oil is at temperature. Uh but so since but since it came since we were talking about this, we we're um uh the I, I hope I'm going to I hope this doesn't come across as crass, but it's like Fortunately, there's finally vaccine. Fortunately, the people who need that vaccine most are getting that vaccine. Uh, after at some point after that, I and you are going to In be vaccinated. Countries. Yes, and at some point shortly after that, there's going to be enough people who are vaccinated that the country and the world can think about a at least a schedule, an actual schedule upon which things will start to come back to normal, which is all great news all welcome news we've been hoping for this for the for the better part entire year uh, and this isn't even a bad part of it i'm just i just found myself and again this is the crass part coming thinking that okay so maybe i maybe i'll get access to the vaccine in february march april and maybe things will start to really open up again oh, while i'll you. i'll think oh okay or, or a bit later. i'm just i'm just saying maybe <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to to start to plan up my year, but you'll 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 see where I'm getting to it here. It's like, okay, so there's a chance that if there's anything that I can't uh, I can't justify uh, the expense of or the time exp- expense of uh, that I'm going to have to do it by saying, oh well, you know what, I'm just stuck in this house for for God knows how long. You know what? Maybe I should buy a Stadia controller and like start getting into gaming. And so that's that. That was the motivation. Where I went to, I went to the Google store. I put it in my cart. Ever since then, I've been getting reminders. Hey, I don't know if you know it, but you didn't actually click the buy it button for that. Yeah, I know yeah. it's embarrassing. You're probably so excited about getting that. your Stadia controller that, uh, but just uh, click this link. Go back to the store. Click that old button, and we can get that Stadia controller in mint green or whatever color you want. 
and I have to say, I'm just thinking about it. I just want to, you know, I, I, I wanted to see what it felt like to have this in my shopping cart to see if I was going to start judging myself or reevaluating everything that I've always said about like AAA gaming, which is that I don't, when I, when I, I spent all day, like with a controller of some sort in my hand, staring at a screen, my idea of right. relaxation is not staring intently at a screen, getting increasingly keyed up about like the changing of of dot patterns on that screen uh but i have to say well, cyber uh, cyberpunk the, the cyberpunk 2077 that's that is i've seen enough videos from that that it's like i would just kind of like enjoy just walking around or red dead red dead redemption now that it's i was gonna say you need to go after big open world games with lots of narrative because that's why i've been so gung-ho about like the elder scroll series and i just i love stuff where I can basically cosplay as a virtual character. Um, I was never into first person shooters. It was very hard for me in college because um, I wanted to, I I loved games and I hung out with a lot of boys. Uh, But this, and I look, I'm not making a blanket statement about boys. Okay. (laughs) But I'm just at the time, the the boys I was hanging out with, they were really into first person shooters. Okay. Um, which, which is of the PC gamer ilk. Like you're part of that world. You're kind of into that. I'm not into that. I hate, I hate that stuff. I find absolutely no fun in like tournament style shooting or like evading things. I don't find that fun at all. I like to like walk through, you know, make up little stories in my head. (laughs) Um, so when you think about that, um, it makes moves like the fact that uh, can we just talk about CES a little bit and the fact that there are some Android TVs that are coming out. LG announced they're going to have Stadia and NVIDIA um, capabilities. You didn't put that in the notes, did you? I'm not like jumping. Uh, We're we're talking about something else. Yeah, I didn't because mostly mostly CES is in there so I can complain about how boring CES is. But anyway. Well, okay, we'll bring up the We'll bring up the fun stuff as it relates to Google. And so in this case, I thought it was a very interesting move that they're putting Stadia on the TVs because I think that games like that, like what I described, I think that there's a lot of people out there that would find that they like games for that. Or I have friends who are really into like games like Candy Crush Saga. They just want to lose themselves into endless patterns and patterns and like puzzles and figuring it out because that helps a lot. I feel like the more we normalize this stuff maybe that's what stadia could maybe that's where it could excel because nintendo xbox playstation those are all like gamer things right whereas i don't know this well, is not, my not only that maybe. but see this is uh, you're, you're absolutely right in that i'm sort of the person that you're talking about where i can't there's no way i can justify spending like 400 500 on a console it's like there's so many if if i have a budget I of could. Oh, I'm, anyway. well, I'm, I'm just saying that for for the people that they haven't got yet. But even if I wanted to say, you know what, it's it's time for I buy like a real console, uh, then even so, like, well, where are you going to get it? <laughs> they are they are not manufactured. They didn't anticipate that perhaps they should have made more than seventeen of them uh, in each. In each oh yes, they did. They did quarter. that to keep your demand up. They did that so that you can keep yeah. your stimulus check until. Yeah. <laughs> they but have the, them available again. But that's see, that, that's something that I'm I'm I don't know if like all these streaming uh, game platforms kind of anticipated. But that so if I want to play whatever the AAA game that everyone's talking about is, 
the only way I can do it is if I don't have to actually buy hardware to run it on. If I can, if I can just count on there being, it's, it's not my job, Google, it's your job to buy a piece of hardware that could run this thing and install it and set it up. That's, that's an interesting True. thing. And so that's, that's why I did, uh, it did come to my mind that yeah, maybe I have $70 because I've, I've bought, uh, I have, I, I did buy a couple of the, like the, the retro uh, mini consoles, like the mini NES and the mini, uh, the mini PlayStation, because I didn't, I, uh, I never had an NES, never had a PlayStation, never had even like an Atari twenty six hundred. Uh, but it's like okay, fifty, sixty bucks to play pretty much every game I might have ever heard of, and find out what this, what this Mario fellow was up to after he escaped from the Donkey Kong console. Yeah, I got fifty or sixty bucks for that. Now I'm thinking that maybe I got sixty, sixty or seventy bucks for what will either, well, what will at the at the at minimum. I will put it on my coffee table or on an end table and people will think that, uh, that, uh, I am hip and with it. I've got the flare trousers. I've got the, you know, I've, I've got the, 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 I the, love the, flare the, trousers. The sodas and, love... and those really tall, weird, skinny cans that are all the yeah, rage the, right now. The flare trousers, by the way, are coming back in style. And I am so, <laughs> I cannot wait for the world to open again so I can wear some bell bottoms to, uh, a tech press briefing. <laughs> well you gotta you gotta have the beetle boots as well to. if you don't if you don't pair them with the beetle boots i mean if i those if, are a pain in the ass to walk uphill with i'm gonna tell you <laughs> after living in san francisco for eight years and the various shoes i wore um all right we're digressing should we yeah, take a little bit break and then when we come back let's we'll take talk a break. about actual shoes dropping we'll talk we'll <laughs> we will talk about things as usual this episode is brought to you by Pingdom. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how good your content or how effective your marketing, they'll most likely bounce if your website is loading too slow. With real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance issues affect your visitors' experience so you can take action before your business is impacted. How your visitors experience your website differs depending on the browser, device, and platform they use. So you want to identify how visitors are experiencing your website so you can make informed optimizations and deliver a great performance to those who matter most. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability, meaning you can monitor millions of page views without compromising the fidelity of your historical data or breaking the bank in the process. Get live visitor insights today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, Use the code material at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Well, it's uh, one week after the still checking, but still looks like a failed insurrectionist attack uh, against <laughs> the American Congress uh, as, as of 5, 19 p.m. Sorry, I'm PM laughing, but East I have no other yeah. response. Uh, but there's, uh, and many shoes have dropped additionally since, uh, Thursday. I think that maybe we should have foreseen this coming that companies like Google and Apple and, and others, they were going to wait until the stock market closed on Friday and would remain closed for two or three days before they took the most dramatic steps that they could take, uh, against Trump and his base and and other things like that. Uh, so yes, they did. T- Google has taken additional steps this week and over the weekend uh, in response to the insurrectionist attack. 
Uh, they first of all, they they did join the known universe in pulling the parlor app from the Google Play Store. Uh, but you probably already knew that that happened. Uh, I think uh, I think they got one jump ahead of Apple. I think Apple's gave them uh, gave them twenty the company twenty four hours to fix everything wrong with the platform. Parlor, right? Yes. Uh, but Google basically said, "Nah, you're out, and we'll fi- we'll figure it out later on." Uh, but again, now there's, there's a we, we've entered the uh, third party whining about that here mm-hmm. one week later. That okay, there's let's not talk. This is not this. The, I'll, I'm going to be on NPR in, in two days talking about the actual reasons why this thing was pulled that, that had nothing to do with hey, you're just being mean to me because I had the wrong flag on my truck. Okay, go home. You're you're drunk as usual. Uh, the uh, so uh, also uh, Trump's YouTube channel was. Full on suspended as of Tuesday, as of yesterday. This see the official public notice came from. I found this weird off of the uh, YouTube Insider official Twitter account uh, in two posts to say, and I'm quoting here: After review and in light of concerns about the ongoing potential for violence, we removed new content uploaded to John, Donald J. Trump's channel for violating our policies. It now has its first strike and is temporarily prevented from uploading new content for a asterisk minimum asterisk of seven days given the ongoing concerns about violence we will also be indefinitely disabling comments on president trump's channel as we've done to other channels where there are safety concerns found in the comments section so uh, they last week they took down the sorry not actually not it's not even a wasn't even a sorry not sorry video it was a full-on not sorry video that was posted uh, that got additional traction so they have an official one strike of three leading to a permanent ban uh again a court this is all according to established rules seven days they're 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 suspended they will be unlocked uh, at uh at least until tuesday night they have said that this is indefinite but I'm sure that they want to keep that in place until after the inauguration. But more punishment could be coming could be coming along. Um, this is it's uh, we we're going to skip ahead a little bit. Uh, there is before they took this action, the Alphabet Workers Union that was established just a couple of weeks ago. We talked about them uh, last week. Uh, they followed through on its defined mission to pressure Google on an ongoing basis not to be evil. They were urging that they ban Trump's YouTube channel again, like five days ago, uh, saying that the actions that they took initially and the ongoing attitude uh, regarding Trump's uh, channel on YouTube was just weak sauce and not strong enough. Uh, again, via via the AW's Twitter account, this I do find this weird because I was monitoring their actual web page, thinking that they must, they'll probably put a press release or an announcement on their page, and I had to find it on their Twitter account. I just find that odd. Uh, but again, quoting them, uh, uh, a series of uh, uh, two or three tweets here, by not citing the full gamut of his user violations, YouTube is avoiding the proactive action called for by both their workers and the broader public. YouTube will continue to function as a vector for the growth of fascist movements if it persists in prioritizing advertisers while exposing the public. YouTube must no longer be a tool of fascist recruitment and oppression. Anything less is to countenance deadly violence from Gamergate to Charlottesville, from Christchurch to Washington, D.C., from Jared Bolsonaro to Donald Trump. Alphabet, in failing to act, has done tremendous damage to the thousands of victims of hate and to the world. Every day without change is complicity, which is exactly the sort of com- the exact the sort of attack that uh, that YouTube needs right now. 
my I, I I keep waffling, or at least I, I keep trying to think hard about how I feel about how uh, Twitter and how YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all these other companies deal with Trump and deal with p- uh, people and accounts like him. On the one hand, I do like the fact that, look, we have policies in place. You broke these policies, and that is why we are taking you off our platform. In the case of dropping Parler, it wasn't just uh, – uh, breaking the policies it was we have been approaching you for ever since the election saying here is uh threats explicit threats uh, of violence and here is uh, f- uh efforts to organize acts of violence using our platform we do, that is against our policy you have to do something about it and then them not doing anything about it there's there's a certain amount of logical vulcan like satisfaction in knowing that here is a policy that is absolutely agnostic towards how you violate it. If you violate it, you have to go. On the other hand, uh, the AWU makes an excellent point in that sometimes you can't simply say uh, what YouTube particularly has and Google have often hidden behind the the, the definition of, well, yes, I know that he said that they, they've been posting pictures of this politician that have been uh, that being beaten and sent into a rocket ship without any protection and their heads exploding, but... They did not violate any user content policy. Thank you so much for calling this to to our attention. We understand this is almost exactly the the text found in the boilerplate response that we've seen more more than once. We understand that it's possible to occasionally come across material that you personally don't objection to object to. So that no, the 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 problem is not that they posted this horrific content. The problem is that you're complaining about it now, and now we have to deal with you. And because we're certainly not going to be dealing with the person who's posting this horrific content. So, yeah, there is a part of the discussion that's going to have to happen both with the public and with Congress over the next couple of years is at what point do you have to say that I don't know. I don't know that we actually need to have a rule barring this specific thing. It is horrific and it is something that we don't want to have any association with. And therefore, we are simply taking you off the platform without any further ado. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to Andy talk about that um, and, and just sort of looking at some of the things I'd retweeted earlier this week. Uh, one in particular uh, from from Twitter user Polo Tech, I, it just came across in my feed, but I thought it was a really just good sort of good overall statement about what we're experiencing in tech culture right now. It's important to understand and accept that what we're dealing with is pervasive cultural issue in tech. You're not going to be able to just choose another option that isn't problematic. We're going to run into this at every turn. It can't be avoided. It has to be faced. I think that's that's sort of the crux of it all now. I know a lot of folks are really frustrated that something has not been done. You know, something was not done four years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. Um, That, uh, yeah, that is frustrating. None of this, a lot of this could have maybe been avoided if, you know, we had just listened from the get go. But uh, tech doesn't really exist as at least a lot of the tech companies we talk about, they don't exist for. In in essence, they don't exist for the public good. (laughs) (laughs) They exist for. For the, the reasoning they were created, which is to to be a company, to be a business um, and so these things are run a lot like businesses, we have to remember. Uh, and I think that this just also goes to show that with a lot of, um, I don't know, 
Maybe it doesn't show this. Maybe it doesn't show. Well, I was going to say this just goes to show that a lot of, you know, pushback could make some could make change. But that's that's not necessarily true. Um, yeah, it it's, a, it's a it's a polarizing it topic. Yeah. And I know a lot of people might be kind of saying to themselves, like, I'm so sick of it being about this. But like, we have to really take into consideration that we have to really consider how much information is spread through these channels. And that's why it's, it's led to ridiculous things like what happened last week at the Capitol. Yeah. I mean, that was just ridiculous. Yeah. There's a, there, there's a phrase. <laughs> it was a temper tantrum yeah. well, from, from a, from a particular populace and the fact that they were like allowed in to do that versus when, uh, you know, it's, it's all very frustrating. And even though Silicon Valley is a private industry, I think we have to, I like that there is this uh, alphabet workers union now that's coming out and like putting out these statements because it's clearly laying out like what Google needs to do. And so it'll be interesting to see like what moves are made going forward. I like this. I like this public. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to hope that they, uh, they increase in their size and their influence there. The good news is that they've doubled their membership since in the past couple of weeks, since they were launched, the bad news is that now they're up to 700 and something members as opposed to 300 and something members. But the fact that they have that, the fact that collectively they have a voice that is much, much stronger as, Hey, we are a union of, we are an, an acknowledged federally protected union of workers at Google as opposed to here are two or three individual voices that have been doing shouldering so much of this work and uh, putting in so much risk to organize. It's, it's, it's easier for the general public to understand and respect that. No, these are not two or three people that are just, gosh, I wish I gosh, I wish I had an an expensive, a high paying job at Google. I wouldn't be complaining so much. Yeah. Well, if you worked at Google, maybe you would be seeing the same things they're seeing and complaining about the same things that they're complaining about. Um, they also, this wasn't the only thing they did. They also, uh, Google also suspended or paused all political ads once again in the roll up yeah. to the inauguration. Uh, the ban begins on January 14th. Uh, this was according to an email that was sent to advertisers and, uh, the Axios site, uh, uh, got access to it. Uh, the ban applies to all ads, which, and I'm quoting here, referencing candidates, the election, its outcome, the upcoming presidential inauguration, the ongoing presidential impeachment process, violence at the U.S. Capitol, or future planned protest on these topics. Uh, and the ban will stay in place until at least January 21st. Uh, Google will, again, according to the email, quote, carefully examine a number of factors before deciding to lift this policy for advertisers, unquote. This isn't the first time that I've said there's reason for hope. I hope it's not the most recent time that I regret being hopeful about positive changes and positive policy changes at Google. Uh, hopefully we are seeing it's that. Different. It's different. It's different. And different... I'm hoping, what, what I'm hoping is different is that it's not just a uh, – they're not seeing this as a PR problem or as a problem they're going to be having with Congress in the next couple of years. That this is legitimately a we are sick and tired of this. We've been trying to we've been, we've been trying to stick to broad principles that are and I I think sticking to the broad principles of we are not here to control speech we're just here to make sure to to moderate things within uh, a reasonable spectrum and I'm hoping that they're realizing that a lot of the rules that they've been putting into place right now are simply not working that the algorithms they put into place 
probably with without the thought that this will uh, we're starting into motion a complex chain of events that leads to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people some of them very much armed storming congress and entering the floor of the senate with zip ties and stuff we're hoping that this is they they do see their responsibility and they take effective changes this is hard yeah this is and, hard and stuff if, and, i know it's and look, I don't want to I do not want to take any of the blame off of the tech companies because they have had years and years to prepare for all of this. Like this is stuff that has been, you know, we've been talking about this for years. Um, But it it is it is hard to figure out, like, I don't know. I feel like every time we report on it, it just gets more and more complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I that might also just be because I feel really cynical about everything right now. <laughs> Because we're kind of still like in the thick of it. We're kind of still like a little anxious, wondering if there's going to be something else. Um, I, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's, he, it's a technology company. They're just thinking about technology. Yeah. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nice when they we were, have a week when we can just talk about, you know, those amusing animated blobs that sing operatically and, you click a, a Christmas tree and they would have Santa hats on and they'd start singing Christmas carols. Wasn't that a fun thing to talk about? <laughs> that was a fun thing to talk about. Well, we, um, can, we can we can talk about something fun, though. Why don't we take a little break? And then when we get back, we can talk about like the the two fun things that happened at CES. <laughs> I, w- I would never associate CES <laughs> with fun, but... But it is right distracting now, okay? and it has almost no, it, it will have almost no uh, uh, practical impact upon anything that happens in the next years. That's that, that's always been CES's almost traditional role. So we're, let's encourage it by talking about it after this. Well, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't try to promote myself as a trendsetter or influencer, but clearly after several years of observing Andy Notko's approach to CES, which is there's no way in hell that I'm going to be spending thousands of dollars to fly all the way across the country to stay, spend a week in Las Vegas, catching God knows what kind of disease, uh, grinding down my own health just to be call collared by people who want me to show you their new Bluetooth earrings with, with micro LEDs on them. Uh, instead, I traditionally stay okay, at home. Okay. And okay. The, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Let, let me just, you know, okay. Let, let, let's no, sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're about to defend like Bluetooth earrings with micro LEDs. If I, if I'm I was going to say, did you see the razor mask with the chroma RGB? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that micro LED as a technology is bad. See, this is this is the reason why traditionally, like, I stay home and just like watch live streams on on a screen. Oftentimes, not while it's live, but I keep up uh, with it because usually it's not. Wow, I didn't know that this had like gone past the research phase, and they'd actually they're actually uh, successful in the manufacturing enough to be able to produce them in quantity. Yes, for an astronomical uh, expense, but still, that's a really good th- good news for uh, micro LED in the next three or four years. I'm talking about that. That's what I'm. If if I go to L- go to CES in person, that's the sort of thing that I want to see and hear about and talk to be talked to about in person, as as opposed to hi, we found this manufacturer in China that. Could could take these googly eyes and make them like digital googly eyes and they now work with smart speakers like i could not okay, possibly care less amazing. about this garbage i would love that but i'm also a person who just recently got back into shopping from aliexpress so 
<laughs> Ooh, la di da, yeah. too, too good for wish.com, are we? <laughs> oh, I hate wish.com. No, at least AliExpress, I kind of like, I know, I know how to parse the Russian reviews. So. <laughs> Um, anyway, so, so there so anyway, was a so, CES yeah, so, this week. So we're having, yeah, you know, it's a totally Still remote happening. CES. Um, it's my, Still uh, tiring out a lot of colleagues, a lot of people that we yeah, love. That's true. So. And also, and also, let's say that there's still uh, Las Vegas as a, probably one of the major cities that are hardest hit by the pandemic because this is like their this week is part of their whole year. And the thing is, I love Vegas. Like, a, a, there is a small part of me that lives in Vegas. There's a small part of me that you will find me. And it's at got hair that's really, really years old. big. And it's got yes, fire with red a cigarette hanging out of my mouth and a gin and tonic in the other. Like, I'm absolutely waiting. If I, for if I stay here at the Kino for two hours, 100%. you're supposed to give me another free pack of cigarettes. One hundred. I'm le- I don't care. That's who I really am on the inside. But anyway, um, okay. Uh, so yeah. Vegas. So, so yes. looking. So looking. But looking. For, this is why. Like I'm probably not the person, the, the right person to 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 talk about all the spectacular things happening at CES. Again, I'm I'm the person who says that the, the subheadline to every single press release that I get this week is this will distract you momentarily from the ongoing horror that is awareness of the universe's indifference to our suffering. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. ooh wow, and you and you say that this. Power cord has both USB C, mini USB, and micro USB on the same cord. <gasps> wow. Anyway, okay, I'll, I'm sorry. I'll get off it. I'll get off it. The only, uh, so I, I only flagged a couple of semi interesting things. And one of them is LG had their big, you know, like streaming uh, press event. And so it was interesting uh, primarily in the sense that the roll up smartphone, they, 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 they they showed off as a thing that at least materially exists as an object that displaces oxygen, a mm-hmm. new design for a phone with a, with a folding screen was the weirdest thing, uh, weirdest thing to get your head around where it's the, has the proportions of a normal phone. So it looks like a regular, like, you know, pocket phone. But then when you activate the magic turbo, whatever um, little motors, extend like I don't think it makes that sound but imagine like a scroll yeah like imagine imagine like a, a garage door like rolling up or ro- rolling out so this thing stretches out uh and so it, it it unrolls some extra screen real estate so what was previously a pocket-sized phone with a 16 9 16 by 9 screen is now something along the lines of a three to two screen that's just but, wild yeah so it's it was weird it looked like I think it was like in I think Marcus Brownlee had one just was for for a video or something or it was like a little quick like flashy little demo that occurred like many months ago and like I said this 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 is the sort of thing that you tend to see you expect to see like at a at an at a CES keynote as here is the thing that we're all supposed to like write about all excited about and they have no intention of ever making this as a real product so imagine our and surprise and if we were at CES we would have seen it behind like plexiglass right, right. and then you could only go around it but nobody yes. could actually touch it <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, it's, there, there's uh, CES is like the inventor of the, it is just smoke and mirrors are their most intriguing uh, vector of but innovation. That's why it's fun. And that's why I think the, the general consensus has been that most of CES could be just a virtual flyby. 
like a lot of the stuff doesn't, you know, necessitate being there in person. But for stuff like this, we would have loved to have a 360 view at it. Well, that's the see that and well, this is the the conspiracy theory part of it that maybe this is ex- exactly the right kind of CES to introduce this product because the big shock was that they were kind of the this uh, rolling LG rollable is the name of this product now made like a 10 second appearance in this, this video more or less just as like an intro and conclusion prop where it rolls and you see the motor rolling out the screen and then the screen is has the present has a, the the video on it. Uh, but they later on, the CEO did say that, oh, no, no, we're, we, we were hoping to ship it early this year. The name is going to be the LG Rollable. The only other de- – we don't know the we don't know the price. We don't know a specific shipping date. We don't know any of the specs. What we do know is that we were not seeing an actual live functional version of this thing. This was just a prop. So this is this is why – if 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 we're gonna, this is the next step in CES keynote shenanigans, which is at least like just like you said, if they showed this off in the keynote, it would be on the show floor behind glass, mm-hmm. and you could go and see at least there would be forced at least to make well, a version of push, it. You'd have to push. You'd have screen. to push through at least twelve layers of people. Right, but 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 you would see that this is an actual thing that exists, and also yes. the thing with CES is that they would have a list of. A very, very short list of maybe 12, maybe 18 people that would be invited to a special suite where they could actually hold it and uh, do their, hi, this is Josh, Techno Josh, with exclusive review of the new hot new LG rollable phone, which is all the talk at CES this week. You're you're giving me a little heart palpitation there (laughs) as I think about all the times I've been not Smash that like button. (laughs) Obliterate the subscribe button. And be sure to take that bell and throw it into a food processor and toss it on mix. Yeah. Um, what I, so the, the the great thing about making this quote announcement unquote at virtual CES is that you are not obligated to actually even let anybody see it, touch it, yep. see it working. So this has got to be one of the weirdest. I, I, I still don't. I, I, they're not committed. This isn't a shareholder call, so they're not committed to actually shipping it. This is just. I think that they just realized that it wouldn't be enough to have this fakey sort of video. They had to say that they're actually shipping it. Ars Technica uh, wrote this up and said that they they've noted that there are three companies that have shown off this basic kind of a concept. Again, not not the exact same looking phone, but the same a little motorized thing that causes the to roll out again. Uh, LG, Oppo, and TCL. So they're speculating that just like Intel and other companies do, what these three companies are doing are they're building versions of the exact same platform that the manufacturer that displayed designed and then sort of pitched to all these companies say, please build this thing that we designed. We're not phone manufacturers. We just want to sell some of these ridiculous rolling screens because God knows we're not going to be using phones based on these things, but maybe we can buy like a, a Samsung folding phone with the money that we're going to be making by selling this pony and or dog. I I don't know. I think I, I want to give LG a little credit here just because I did get to play with some of their ideas this year. Um, and also because we have seen that like Samsung has had some, not, I wouldn't necessarily say, success because we don't know how much money they've truly made or lost on their folding phones. But there is a movement 
to try and and be the first to really be successful at something different. And uh, from what I know of the years that I exclusively covered the smartphone industry, LG and Samsung have always been toe to toe in that. Um, LG has really fallen as far as a trendsetter in the industry. So it is very, you know, interesting, but they are also real displays are their thing. Yeah. So this this absolutely makes sense that they would try and and go in this direction. I like the idea of just something different. And I like the idea of um I don't know. Maybe maybe it's also because I, I really want something to look forward to, but I like the idea of how this might manifest into a really real product. Yeah. It's see, I, I've got a. I just have a couple of problems with it. That for for one, I'm, the Samsung has been doing great work, I, and I'm I'm so looking forward to more maturity in the category of foldable phones. And Samsung mm-hmm. are the companies that they're they're such a not only are they such a manufacturing based company, but they are they're so heavily invested in the entire spectrum that they can afford to keep making phones just like just like the so many other phones they've made like the note where we don't know if there's a market for this we're going to be making this for we're only going to give it at, we're only going to give it 3 years 4 years tops of regular right. updates before we figure out whether or not it's a real product or not and they're actually making this thing work they've got rest the first edition was kind of a toy for people who just wanted to have the sort of money they can spend $2000 just to see how well this thing works to a, an expensive foldable phone for people who are really believers in this concept and want to use it and god knows what they're going to be doing this year and next year and if they can get the reliability yeah. up and the price down uh but the other the other thing is that the the folding design that samsung has looks very very practical it is it's it's a regular sort of bar style style phone but then when you want it to be a tablet click it immediately it, it, there's like a pause in the user interface and it becomes a full tablet i don't know if i if i want to spend however much money this is going to be it's not going to be cheap it's probably going to be close to two thousand dollars uh on and what's probably going to be a very unreliable phone where if i want just a little bit of extra screen i have to press a button wait for it to go dig it dig it dig it dig it dig it it's not it's not quick you're probably imagining you press a button and some spring-loaded thing pops out it's no it's a motor that has to roll this thing out very very slowly as to not put stress because remember that when you have a roll-up when you have a rollable display you're talking about like uh, instead of just that little part of it that's uh, that on top of the the, the hinge of the uh, with, with the screen with the Samsung foldable phone, that's the only part that actually has to fold at all. Now you have uh, probably an extra quarter or an extra third of the screen that has to completely roll up, so you can't make that go fast. So, so as a result, I don't see that as a solution to any problem that anybody is facing, nor do I see it as a practical solution to any problem that could possibly exist i'll be i'll uh, it's rare that i say full out this is the dumb design and i'm ready to say that i'm absolutely wrong if they actually deliver the goods and they make a future version of this that actually works but it's it doesn't get me as interested as even the first version of the samsung foldable got me sorry have you read the ending of this article yes by ron amadio is the the let's see uh lg was partnering with huawei's frequent display supplier 
Samsung spent years and over $100 million developing its flexible display. And in 2018, South Korean prosecutors say that technology was stolen by a Chinese supplier and sold to other unnamed Chinese companies. We, a report from Nikkei Asia from around that time pegs the supplier as a recipient of that so stolen Samsung technology. And today, they, that supplier and Samsung are the two main vendors of flexible displays. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh it's it's God. it's like General Hospital out there. It's, it's like a it's like a Korean soap it. opera on Netflix. I live for this. I live for this. <laughs> this is the stuff I live for. It's like it's uh. like I, I can't get interested in like the drama of makeup YouTube. However, show me two companies that are like, oh, we created rounded corners on phones. Rounded corners were something that were obvious. The hell you say that? How come you didn't make a phone with rounded corners until? Oh, isn't it great? They're both full of BS and they're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars pursuing this in courts, wasting their time and not doing anything to promote the human race whatsoever. Ah, that's going to be fun. Um, so I don't know. You, uh, thank you for mentioning the uh, Google Stadia uh, integration into lots of mm -hmm. different TVs. That's going to be fun once it's like a free part of it. I didn't It'll really... be in WebOS as yeah. part of LG TVs. So that's because uh, I was I was really looking hard for again really interesting stories. Google isn't usually Google has had something you know they they've had their own little like theme park set up at some parking lot somewhere in, in Las Vegas, uh, but of course nothing this year. Um, oh, really they they had more than that. They had a uh, metro metro monorail banners <laughs> that went around Vegas. And they used those for a few years in a row, actually. They were the same monorail banners. Uh, so they didn't get... I, I don't know if they did that this year. I would imagine they did not spend the money. Uh, yeah, probably not, for, not a whole for lot the, of For the five masked people who have gone to Vegas for a vacation during a pandemic. Yeah, because yeah, the only press in Las Vegas... That's me CES. hoping they're masked. <laughs> the only people who are, in, who are in Las Vegas for CES are like local reporters... Like doing their live live stand up for the ten o'clock news, mm -hmm. saying this this street normally a bustling avenue, and this with the week of the consumer electronics show a barren wasteland, a sad reflection upon the economic downturn of. So unless you want to advertise to those six like local local people, yes. um, Samsung Unpacked is tomorrow morning. It's again it's Wednesday as we record this, so they're going to be showing off the Galaxy S twenty one, the S twenty one Ultra. There's already bad news and that nobody is anticipating getting a charger in the box. Uh, the Samsung, the, the shelf life on their flex against Apple about, oh, <laughs> look, we get, you buy, an S, buy a Galaxy S20, you get a charger with it. I don't know why Apple can't give you a charger. And yeah, they decided that, oh, we, we can get away with not having to give away chargers with, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, so we'll want to talk uh, about that next week. Um, and the last little bit is, and actually, I'm just going to go ahead. I, this is going to go up after it happens, but I'm getting up super early to cover the Samsung Unpacked event, which is happening at 7 a.m. West Coast time, 10 a.m. East Coast time. Uh, we're anticipating the Galaxy S21 and S21 Ultra, including the S21 that is supposed to come with the S Pen that will replace the Note that apparently is not getting launched this year. Um, and like Andy said, no charger. No yeah, there's a, there's also a rumor that there's no micro SD card in, in there, micro SD slot. That seemed like a weird thing if that's true. I missed that one, but I mean, we have very eh, short amount of time before we'll find we out. find out. 
exactly. So it's it's coming. I mean, the, it, the, it's, the problem the problem is you you listeners are at it at are at our advantage because it is it is it is now established news by the time you actually listen to this. Yeah, Whereas, sorry, <laughs> but that's uh, semi. We're past Flo and Andy. <laughs> And, and um, we future. do. We, there is a, but outside of CES, uh, there's one cool thing that I wanted to point yes. out because it is, it hits, it hits home literally. Uh, Google today they announced a new a feature for uh, Google Assistant based smart devices, uh, guest mode. Uh, so now mm-hmm. if you just say, "Hey Guillermo, turn on guest mode," it will activate a again a guest mode. A couple of different, a couple of different differences is that um, it will hide your history of commands. So if there are uh, the the example that they give in the blog post is that oh for instance I was preparing a special surprise New Year's Eve New Year's Day breakfast for my family and I didn't want the smart display to reveal all the, all the wonderful things I was going to be cooking that morning and it's it's a it's a nicer way of saying we thought that privacy might be a thing when you're in a shared shared household uh, it also will disable revelation of personal information so it's not going to uh, it's not going to uh, read off your calendar it's not going to read off messages or things like that um it's very timely for me because i'm having a guest over uh, mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks and i'm i'm at that phase of cleaning where i'm sort of realizing that okay what is how does this house function to someone who has not lived here for 3 years and mm-hmm. I realized that, oh, that's right, because all of my bol- all my lights are like smart lights. I don't even think about well, how what kind of a ladder mm-hmm. will I have to climb upon to turn this on or off? So the ability to take to put uh, my Google Home stuff into smart mode and simply allow my guests to say, just say, turn on this light, turn off this light. I might I might have to. <laughs> I just realized I'm going to have to like buy like, you know, those hello, my name is like name stickers for uh, for like conferences and stuff you like should. that. I like that idea. Hello, my name is <laughs> my name is living room floor lamp. Hello, my name is space heater bathroom. <sighs> I like this because this is like you know, the only person I ever see in my pod is my mom because she helps with the kid and I can put my smart displays into like no snooping mode <laughs> yeah see that's see this is this is why it's it's a very very weird thing i don't you you i i don't envy someone who has like people whether it's relatives or someone that you're hiring to come in that the idea of what how much do i trust this person and how deep would they have to dig into a drawer to find something that i wish they hadn't found or seen um, fortunately, this is hmm. my friend of, of if, I think we, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that it's it's a, helping out a friend who's in sort of a of uh, that needs a place to stay for about a week in the worst of circumstances. However, she's a she's a really great friend, so I'm glad that I'm going to have the company. And she is the sort of person where you know uh, if she needs a battery you know for for her lights or whatever, like she is perfectly welcome to go through any drawer. That looks like right. I have a battery in it, and if she finds a battery, by all means, take it. So I'm not really worried. About, I'm re- not really worried about that. But if it were someone who was coming in to like clean every uh, every other week, and I don't know who it is because it's just a service, and they send whoever is next on the roster, I would be like, uh, 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 no, I'll, I'll be honest. It would occur, if I were doing this job, it would occur to me. <laughs> if I'm really, really bored because I'm just doing nothing but vacuuming and like you know scrubbing down tile, and I see like a smart speaker, I would say, "Hey, hey!" I'd just simply say, "Hey, Guillermo, what really embarrassing medical appointments do I have coming up in the next God. month?" <laughs> 
Oh my God, she's getting an eye tuck. <laughs> I knew that that butt wasn't real. <laughs> Uh, let's take a quick, extremely quick break, and then we'll have an extremely small little after-dinner mint. Exactly. A little bit of fun to cleanse the palate. Before we wind up, uh, we, we have another another fun little thing to talk about about the Google Assistant. These are these are weird. I, I don't know. It, it feels like the most fun job inside Apple or Google or Amazon is to be like the screenwriter or the, the feature creator for these smart speakers. Because I just found out this week that the Google Assistant uh, smart speakers have a feature, uh, give me a writing prompt. And uh, so meaning that and I'll, I'll show you how that works. So I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to use the manual activation so I don't have to say it. So give me a writing prompt. Okay. Here's an idea. The only thing bigger than this Sasquatch's foot is his love of the game. <laughs> and so now you're off and running. You just, <laughs> I just came up with, I want to do a whole thing on, <laughs> Tom Cruise and how he wishes that he could be the Sasquatch. Anyway, that was me trying to make some sort of joke about Tom Cruise's complex. But anyway, um, do you have to give Google like a co a co creator credit? Like if that goes to if if Netflix picks it up as like a twelve episode series? Oh, that would be. Oh no, that would be horrifying. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that sort of thing. You know what? I got to tell you, just so we can round this off. Um, Mona is going to, I, I'm freaking out because she's 11 months today. And as we're recording this and I got to, she's really curious in the nest hub in her room. Uh, and for good reason, because she can touch it and it does stuff. And I really want to figure out some some ways that she can finally start to interact with it now that she's kind of of the age. Um, and so this, I feel like this is a great there's a lot of little things about the smart speakers and uh, the smart displays that you can sort of do with kids. And I'm starting to understand why you don't, you know, you have to walk a mile in the shoes to understand. I'm starting yeah. to understand why parents rely on these little things because you have to f constantly find something for the kid to do until they're of a certain age. Um, and so it's just making me think about like, what other little you know, things can I ask it so that I can like, I don't know, make her like do a silly dance or make her like count. I don't know. But I'm going to be looking into stuff like this specifically so I can I can use it to my parental advantage. Yeah. See, I, I, you, you <laughs> Mommy just... needs some alone time. Here's a writing prompt. <laughs> Go journal. Well, see, that's that's such a great idea for like a suite of features that like are not even like declared features. Yeah. Like what if like. If you, you if you had the as a parent as a, the identified like you have to log in and everything, uh, a parent of a certain person that who's also been identified as like a young uh, as a kid inside the household, the ability to say like Hey Guillermo, let's talk about my kid Antoine, and they say well, What do you what what do you want Hi What do you want to know What How do you want me to to to, to deal with Antoine And he can say I want I, He's going to ask you about tattoos. 
I want all the information you give Antoine about tattoos is about safety things, about how how people regret things and how expensive it is to have these things lasered off. How you should not do it in your friend's bedroom because that's <laughs> absolutely not the safest way to do it. I don't care if he did get a get a tattoo machine for for his bar mitzvah. I don't, I don't I, care if he did I, sterilize the needle with some isopropyl alcohol beforehand. He licked the needle really hard. You couldn't see anything on it. Or, or, even, uh, or even something as little as, like, <laughs> hey, hey, Guillermo, can we just agree that if the kid asks for this song, just don't just play something else. Play anything else. I just really don't play thought that song. was okay. I really <laughs> thought that was okay in high school. Like, that was the coolest thing to know people who gave themselves their own piercings <laughs> and tattoos. Anyway. I see. That, that, see, uh, that was new to me. This is this is another thing where I have so much respect for parents and kids, like, of the current generation, because if I were if I were like 12 or 13, I certainly had friends that might have been dumb enough to like get like, wow, you mean that you don't need like a license or anything? You can just order a tattoo machine. And there's some there are YouTube videos that show you how to do tattoos. And I'm I'm not sure. Uh, I would like to think that even at my most vulnerable part of like being excited about new ideas and or wanting acceptance as part of the crowd, I would say, oh, my God, yeah. Could you give me like a Star Wars tattoo like all the way down? Give me a Star Wars sleeve, man. <laughs> like I I'm, I can't promise you that I would not have been that person who yeah, at best wound up with this stupid, janky Chewbacca all along all down my forearm. And at worst would be dog? the guy in college without an arm because <laughs> of, he got a he got a hip. <laughs> well, that runs us out. Yes. We... So that'll that'll do it for this week. Flo, what you no, So what are, we're gonna be talking about Samsung next week? I'm sure because I'm sure it's yes. gonna be so explosive, so different, so unpredictable, so maverick like, so breaking apart from the pack that we'll need an entire week to even digest it to say nothing of trying to condense it all our excitement and our our revelations to an entire hour but so you so you're you're listening to the entire thing tomorrow morning you're reporting on it for We're somebody? covering it I'm covering it with Jason Howell for Twit oh, for the Twit network got it. so I will be there 7 a.m. God willing, I uh, need to make sure I set up like seven alarms tonight because nobody's <laughs> been getting up at all during this pandemic. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point folks to besides my website, which is florenceion.com, in which I've been like actively slowly bit by bit updating here and there, um, trying something new for content for 2021. So stay tuned is my and I, Andy knows this, that I was on Mother May I Sleep With podcast and <laughs> yes. um, I did an, a, an episode of a movie where Shannon Doherty is taking down a tech company that is supposed to be Microsoft, but under a different name. <laughs> so check it out if you're into like super long podcasts and movie recaps and you like the absurdity of Lifetime movies just as much as I do. <laughs> No, it's no. a niche. It's, it's a niche. It's a thing. It's it's definitely a genre. It's it's not a niche. It's it's a genre. You know what? Now. A lot of us find comfort in 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 the crazy. Exactly. I was. I've I've been watching lots of. Um, here's here's a. I'm gonna have to create the the one of those famous theater of the air moments. But here is a, a legit fistful of Mystery Science Theater 3000 mm. like DVD collections that I've been acquiring. Chiefly because not only do I enjoy the riffing, it's just that it's also that. It's nice to be able to watch a movie like Monster or Go Go and just revel in the fact that how that's bad always on this in the background is. at my house. Yep. By the way, yep. like my husband always has that on. It for him, it's comfort the way Nano Two One Zero is for me. Yep. So, so 
Uh, also, anyway. also, I'm trying to. I'm. I'm for bad movies. I. I feel myself getting sucked back into watching Sex in the City too, which is probably my vote as like the worst movie. I haven't even in, seen it in terms of because I knew oh it was God, so, bad, so bad. I didn't even like. It's so bad. There is there is not a single wise decision made in this entire movie, including its length, which is two hundred like two hours and thirty or two hours and forty minutes. It is. Uh, whereas Monster or Go Go, you make allowances for. First of all, it was when it was first shot. It was shot as a super super cheap part of a drive-in twin bill. But then they actually didn't finish it. So someone else who was making drive drive-in twin bills bought the footage and tried to shoot as few extra scenes as possible to turn it into. This was a first movie that made a lot of money and was somewhat well regarded. They had every resource available, every ability. And every choice that that's that's almost it's 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 like when you see someone like uh, uh, on in the Olympics do like the downhill slalom and they manage to like crash through every single one of the flags they're supposed to be skiing around. Even that is exceptional to to like not even make one correct move on the way down. Anyway, but that's it. Wow. But that's a story for another time. It, it's also it's also horribly racist. What do you have going racist, this so. week? So yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. I have another. I have another roughly thirty six hours to take everything that everything that's been going through my mind about the reaction to the insurrection uh, regarding tech, regarding Parler, regarding uh, Apple and YouTube, uh, and you. distill that into something that seems not quite so angry and profanity laden uh for my weekly high tech heidi ho on wgbh for gbh in boston uh i'm on a 12 30 friday uh go to wgbhnews.org live or later to stream it uh and as usual if you spell my last name you get to unlock the the, the palace of delights that is my twitter feed and my instagram and my website which is behind closed doors but i'm building i'm actually been doing like an hour or two a day nearly getting things Good. up and running on that. So that's going to do it for us for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, bearing with us as we make our way through some complex feelings for yet another week. Uh, we hope you, you tune in again next week. And until then, everybody have an excellent, safe, healthy, and a happy seven days. Bye. Bye. 